who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Singularity by Bill DeSmet. Copyright 2004 by William H. DeSmet. All rights reserved. Chapter 24 Night on the North Atlantic The sea is calm tonight. The tide is full. The moon lies fair. The sea was calm tonight, its placid swells unmarred, save by a small floating hemisphere of translucent plastic, a fiber-optic periscope. As the helicopter thuttered off into the northwest, Two heads broke the surface. Mariana pulled the regulator from her face. About time. These little pony bottles are only good for fifteen minutes tops. She ditched the miniature air tank along with her weight belt and inflated her life vest. That's another one I owe that bastard Yuri, she muttered to herself, watching the chopper's retreating running lights. She turned to where John was pulling the ripcord on his vest. That was a good call, John. I don't like to think what might have happened if you hadn't seen it coming. I didn't, he said. Just a feeling I had. There it was again, that weird thing he did. Your feeling pretty much saved our skins. All the dive gear in the world wouldn't have done us any good stashed in our suitcases. You get any more feelings, you let me know. Speaking of skins, should we lose the street clothes and just leave the dive skins? No, keep your pants on. Mariana smiled, but this was serious. The outer layer of cloth traps a bubble of dead air between the wetsuit and the open sea. Any little bit of insulation helps. The seawater temperature out here can't be much above 60 degrees. Okay, got it. What next? We activate the come hither. Mariana fumbled below the waterline, switching on the locator strapped to her waist. Its buoyed antenna floated to the surface. "'Is it working?' John asked after a moment. He had every right to sound anxious. It was very dark, not even the lights of a passing ship on the horizon. Only her small box of battery-powered gear now stood between them and one of several unpleasant deaths. 
She stared down through the dark water, willing the indicator lights to come on and confirm a signal lock. We're green, she said finally. And now? Now we wait. Pete was going to keep a search-and-rescue chopper on standby at Horta, just in case we wore out our welcome. That was the plan, anyway. Has that thing, pointing in the direction of the antenna, got the range to reach the Azores? We're pretty low on the horizon. Sea level, in fact. We're not transmitting to the Azores, or anywhere else on Earth, she said. Direct uplink to the Telesphere satellite network. Not enough bandwidth or signal strength for voice, unfortunately, but enough to send out our GPS location over and over to a pre-designated transponder. How long before we know they're coming? Let me think. We were maybe two-thirds of the way to Horta when all hell broke loose. That puts us less than an hour out. She glanced at her wrist top. It's 10.53 now. So, with any luck, home before midnight. Keep it bright and cheery. They weren't really in trouble. Yet. Knox had lost track of how long they'd been in the water, drifting on the long, slow swells some distance apart. Not speaking, wrapped in their own thoughts. Trying not to move. Moving would just make them colder and might attract predators. He'd had enough predators for one night. After a while, Mariana broke the silence. Okay, John, I give up. How did you know Grecian was going to have us killed? Knox wasn't sure he wanted to get into this, but it beat just sitting there, waiting. Come on, Mariana, you must have suspected something when you saw Yuri was coming along for the ride. By that time it was way too late. You knew as soon as Sasha told us we were leaving. How? Well, you must have noticed how nervous he was. Anybody gets nervous when they're lying, John. Present company accepted, he carefully didn't say. When he made no immediate response, she took a different tack. Was it how choked up he got toward the end there? Huh? No, I hardly noticed that. That's just part of the whole Russian thing. What, then? She really wasn't going to let go of this, was she? Why had he flashed on the danger? Often as not, the insight seemed to come out of nowhere, which made sense, considering. He sighed. It was, yeah, do you remember the last thing Sasha said? Mm, something about how g- good it was to see you again, like in the old days. Uh-huh, like we did the night before last, on the bridge. That conversation on the bridge, that was the key somehow. Not what we were talking about, the fact that Grecian broke it up. You think Sasha was trying to tip you off about Grecian? Hmm? No, that's the funny part. I don't think he knew Grecian was planning anything. Anything more than stranding us in the Azores, that is. John, you've lost me. There was a slight tremolo in her voice, as if she were trying to keep her teeth from chattering. I guess it all sounds pretty nebulous, at least to anyone who hadn't experienced that momentary rush of absolute certainty. 
But I think Sasha must have picked up on his boss's intentions on some subconscious level. He was uneasy about something beyond just having to lie to us, and he was broadcasting the anxiety. When he mentioned the business on the bridge, everything else just sort of fell into place. What? What is it? Nothing. I'm just glad I didn't ask you b- b- before. Might not have believed you. Then where'd we be? They drifted a while in silence, watching the moon set. Finally, Mariana said, Come over here, John, p- please. Was she coming on to him again? After the way she jerked him around over the past two days, couldn't she at least give the wounds time to scab over? Ah, well, the most maddening thing about her was he couldn't stay mad at her. Come on, she repeated. I won't bite. Judging by past history, that's not necessarily a valid assumption. Why? What did you have in mind? Just a little sharing of resources. I'd swim over to you, but the antenna might... Pull loose. We wouldn't want that. Hampered by the life vest, Knox dog paddled awkwardly to her. What resources did you have in mind? Body heat, she gasped, throwing both arms around him and hugging him to her. I'm freezing. She was freezing. At 60 degrees Fahrenheit, the Portuguese current wasn't much colder than a swimming pool on Memorial Day but that still left a 40-degree differential between water and body temperature, and cold water chills the body 25 times faster than ambient air at the same temperature. Prolonged exposure would suck all the warmth right out of them. Polypropylene wetsuits and outer garments could retard the process. They couldn't halt it. The effect hadn't hit Knox as hard yet. His greater body mass made him a less efficient radiator. It was easy to forget just how small Mariana really was. Not right now, though. She was shuddering and clutching him so tightly that his ribs creaked. Primary heat loss is from head, chest, and groin, she said through clenched teeth, as if reciting a lesson learned by rote, or a prayer. But head and neck area are the worst, maybe 40% of the loss in a free dive, and our heads are out of water. That leaves the other two. She pressed tight against him, shivering uncontrollably. He withdrew his arm from around Mariana's waist long enough to read the time. 11.37. They'd been in the water less than an hour. Still a good six hours till sunrise. If S and R didn't find them soon, they weren't going to make it. Could be worse. Hypothermia was preferable to dying of thirst or sunstroke. After a while... You just stopped shivering. Then you just stopped breathing. It was supposed to be like going to sleep. Knox tried to get his mind off it. Normally that would have been easy, or at least doable, with a beautiful woman in his arms. But as the saying goes, if you're not here with the solution, you're part of the problem. Mariana was definitely part of his problem. They drifted, huddling together. Knox tilted his head back as far as the life vest allowed. Midnight on the North Atlantic. The Milky Way, the backbone of night, arched above them. He recalled hearing that the naked eye can only distinguish 3,000 or so individual stars. The evidence of his own eyes said otherwise. There had to be millions of them up there, 
tiny points of light against the blackness. Just for a moment, his perspective inverted, as if he were looking not up into the night sky, but down, down into a well of stars, as though he might lose his tenuous grip on the earth and fall downward, outward, into the cold, clear beauty of the night. The universe was so vast and indifferent, the stars so far apart, so far away. About that past history, Mariana was speaking almost normally again. The body contact seemed to be helping. She pressed her mouth against his ear. John, we need to talk. No time like the present. Anything to keep those other, those cosmic thoughts at bay. Okay. Mariana took a breath. She trembled with more than the cold. The words came tumbling out in a rush. I I screwed up. Big time. I let... We got ahead of ourselves. My fault. I, I don't know what happened back there, or I do know, but it didn't have anything to do with, with us. We just got ahead of ourselves is all, she repeated, trembling again, holding him tightly, her warm breath tickling his ear. If we make it out of this... Could we maybe please go back to the beginning and start over? Life vests and swimsuits pretty much ruled out anything more ambitious than hugging. They made do. Long before the search and rescue chopper found them, the hug had become an embrace. listening to Singularity by Bill DeSmet. <laughs>